Gary, listen to how Gary Hadow's fantasy football league works. He told us today, there's no buy-in. Okay, <laughs> but the the bottom three teams have to buy for the top three teams some beer. Third place gets one case. Second place gets three cases. First place gets five cases bought for him by the bottom three guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that pretty good? I won! Five cases, assholes! It's a bunch of free beer. Just wrap them off. That's amazing. Welcome to your football fantasy. Hey, hey, all right, we're kicking it old school today on your football fantasy, guys. I'm Dweed Nuts. I'm your host. Only one co-host with me today. That would be the Big Wiz. Bullfrog is left the building. Big Wiz, how do you feel? Just the two of us. I feel kind of lonely. Just not the same. Come on. Nostalgia's kinda... kicking in, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. It feels like a threesome that we're missing the third person. That, this one was awkward, right? Yeah. Because, like... There's a third person that it started the whole thing, and then they called it off last minute, and the other two that got brought in. Right. Now, what, were they looking at each other? Yeah. Don't ever look at anybody in the threesome. <laughs> um, Turn the lights off, close your eyes, and start groping wildly. And Yeah, we're shuffling the, the, the chairs on the deck right now. Next week, it's only you and Bullfrog. India, right? Yeah. Mm, maybe I should go somewhere. You should. What the fuck would you guys do without me? We probably would sit in his basement and drink a beer. Good chance he wouldn't record a podcast. As Good chance. <laughs> All right, fuckers, we've got uh, we got an important show for you today. This week uh-huh. here is the uh, biggest fantasy football draft weekend of the year. By the time you hear this, that weekend will be about over. We decided that it was important for us to go back to our rankings now that we've had some preseason games under our belt <clears throat> and readdress. Where we've got guys placed, a lot of things have come out. People have gotten hurt. We've gotten to see how new players are interacting with other players on their teams, new quarterbacks, who they're liking on their teams, that sort of thing. So, so we were able to make some changes in our rankings that I think are relevant for you moving forward in your draft this weekend or thereafter. How many drafts you got this weekend? This uh, three. <laughs> I'm in the middle of one right now. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping my pick comes up while we're here. I'm only a few picks away, but it's a 12-hour clock per pick. Not likely. It's not going to happen. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, we've got our neighborhood draft this week. You're not going to be around for that one, though, are you? Well, yeah, my serious one tomorrow, so that's that's important. Have auction? A, yeah, auction. I have another auction in a week after that. Yeah, the week after that's my home my home league. It's going to be draft. Oh, we made so many changes just this week to our league. We're going to go to a half-point PPR. We're finally instituting penalties for keepers. We got rid of the kicker and instituted another All within a week of the draft, you guys made these changes. All these changes have been made. I'm very excited to see how this league goes, how this draft goes. It should be interesting. But uh, enough about our leagues. Uh, your leagues are the ones that are important. And we're going to help you win them first off by sharing with you the news. 
This week in football. So lots and lots and lots of news. We're trying to pare this down a little bit. We've heard what you've said. You like less news if we can avoid it. So let's just talk about the things that are important to your fantasy drafts. Guys that you might end up drafting. How about Adrian Peterson? Signed to the Redskins. Uh, This happened only a couple of days after Jay, uh, Jay Gruden came out and said, we're not looking to sign anybody we're happy with who we have. AP comes in. Do you buy into this? It's a Rob Kelly show. He already suited Rob up, Kelly right? Rob Kelly is still the starter. He suited up already. Yeah, of course he is. He's in great shape. <clears throat> um, from a fantasy perspective, I do not buy into it. I, I think it probably helps the Redskins as an NFL team, but from fantasy, he just doesn't produce anymore. I mean, for folks that you don't know, for the last two years, he's only given, I think, 3.1 yards per carry, which is some of the worst in the NFL. So I sure as hell wouldn't draft him. However, last year in Arizona, he Two was years on ago. a no, he was Arizona. You're right, it was last year. He was on a 350 carry pace. He wasn't there the whole season, but if you extrapolate that over 16, 350 carries. I don't care if you're rushing for 3.1 yards a carry. If you get the ball 350 times, you're worth consideration in a flex spot on my team. In my projections, I gave him nearly 200 carries right out of the gates because he's. Even even as old as he is, I think he's a better player than Rob Kelly. Maybe. I mean, he didn't have any yards last last year. He doesn't catch the ball. So that'd be my concern is don't expect any receiving yards out of the guy or receptions. Yeah, those are still going to go to Chris Thompson, even if he's afraid to stand on one of his legs. Uh, Keelan Cole, we you know, last week we played a game we... We said, uh, who would you rather, based on the hype? We looked at all the Jacksonville Jaguar wide receivers. Uh, and and I believe some of the hype said that D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee were likely to be the two starters. A couple days later, it comes out that Keelan Cole, not D.D. Westbrook, has had nearly all of the starter reps on the first-team offense throughout camp. Are you buying it yet? I've been saying Keelan Cole to you since the fucking early days, yeah. man. Are you on board yet? Uh no, I'm not. Mostly because I just don't trust any of those receivers. Mm-hmm. So, one of those no-name characters will produce something. I just don't know which one. And I'm not willing to put my our listeners, their fantasy teams, in jeopardy for that. Here's why I like Keelan Cole. Let me give you a little more information. Uh, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't throw the ball a lot. They didn't throw the ball a lot last year, even though Blake Bortles had a big <laughs> season. Sure. Uh, the reason he had such a good season is because when they throw the ball, they go deep. Yep. He's a big play guy. Keelan Cole's a big play receiver. I think he had 16 yards per catch average last year. That's what he does. He doesn't catch a ton of balls because he's a deep threat guy. I think he was at 50% catch rate. But if Blake Bortles is going to throw it deep and Keelan Cole's going to get his chance on the starting roster across Marquise Lee... It's not going to be Lee going down down the field to catch the ball. It's going to be Keelan Cole. Is he a guy that you trust every week, week in and week out as one of your wide receivers? No. But again, as a flex, matchup specific, if you're if you're playing best ball still, this is a guy that can perform, I think, uh, dailies. This is a guy that can get you points. Can I ask you a question right about him spot. maybe? Is, is, is he Will Fuller? He's, he's less flashy than Will Fuller, but probably faster. So, but same, exact same player. Pretty much. Who would you rather have? Between the two, yep, I'd rather have Will Fuller. Okay. Right. Yeah, 
Uh, all right, Richard Matthew, we talked about him a little bit. He got his contract extended. He's also recovering from some kind of, what was it, a surgery? I don't remember. No, he wasn't playing. Who knows? He was out for weeks and weeks and weeks. We just found out that not only is he recovering from his injury, but he got an extended contract. Looks like he's going to play uh, pretty quickly in the season, and it looks like he's going to step back into that wide receiver two role on the team. They gave him a pretty decent amount of money just for a year. I think it's a one-year extension, but it's a lot of money. The team is buying into him again. Uh, if he's playing across from from your boy, do you like him to perform this year for fantasy purposes? Not for fantasy purposes. Okay. I, I think the team's going to ground and pound. Um, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker's there. Uh, Corey Davis is Corey a Corey Davis shit. is there. I just don't like that. I don't think there's enough. Uh, they're not going to score enough points for all for all these guys. I like him okay. I like him as a deep round flyer. Richard Matthew has been a solid fantasy receiver for the last two or three not years. Not flashy, but he's going to get you 10, he's 12 gonna points. He's going to get you consistent points. Correct. So the upside's not there. The ceiling is not there. But there's a floor, and we just talked about this. You love upside, and upside's important. But there is a place on every roster sure. for somebody who will score consistent points. And we talk about all the time. In those, in those the, that, what, 7th to 12th round, I mean, you get That's, lots of value. Yep. Andrew Luck, look, we, we saw him on the field in a couple of preseason games already. He's got the shit kicked out of him because his offensive line is terrible. The good thing is, and the reason I wanted to bring this up, is even though he got his ass whooped specifically by the Ravens, he kept getting up, kept playing. He never left the field injured. Maybe he's healthy. Maybe. Maybe he's ready to play. Uh, let's hope so, because he's a, he's a great quarterback when he plays. My guess is it's going to be reflected in our in our rankings <laughs> a little bit later. Probably. Not just him, but maybe even his, uh, his wide receiver butt buddy. Josh Gordon is back at camp. He's not practicing yet. That's not allowed. It's still part of his suspension, but he's getting closer and closer. I still don't like... Josh Gordon at all. I didn't see where your rankings put him after you. After I'm, you I'm still in the 30s. I, I agree with you. I personally don't like him. I don't think there's... Bullfrog loves him. Bullfrog loves him. I know he thinks he's sexy. Uh, he's got those he likes arms. likes his arms. God damn, he's got those arms. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played in four years, folks. It's been a long goddamn time. Um, so here's a, here's a... We got a bet on this one. Looks like Josh Allen's going to start. Agent McCarron's got that broken collarbone. Yes, he's got pads on and he's practicing, but Josh Allen's looked good in the preseason. We've seen some good plays out of Josh Allen, uh, and McCarron's definitely done. Do you remember when we? Are just, you scared? No. Remember when we talked about before with, with the Jackson receivers and how every single one of those guys was going to be like the, the next Jerry Rice? Yeah. That was the news coming out of Jacksonville, folks. They're all going to be the next Jerry Rice. Guess what? It's preseason. We'll see how Josh Allen performs. We will, but I like him. Did you did you listen to the episode last week? Mm-hmm. You you remember right in the beginning where I was screaming about somebody's footwork in a pocket? Yeah, you heard it. That I was it. Josh Allen. Yeah, it looked good. I agree with you. It was a great play. He looked good. He looked. His head was up. Yes, he I mean was it was. Yeah. I agree with you. Way better than I expected. And he was accurate. Uh, <clears throat> Rashad Penny. We know that he got uh, bumped down on on the depth chart behind Chris Carson. Apparently he gained 17 or 16 or whatever his pounds since the comment. He's weighing 237. Is this a, a, the reason he got bumped? And yeah. is it a concern, not just yeah. because he's fat now, but because he's clearly undisciplined? Yeah, I think every single thing that you just said is, yes, that's a, a huge concern. Big time concern. We're talking about a rookie. What? The draft's in April. Yeah. It's summer. And 17 pounds. Could you gain 17 pounds? Yeah, if I sat on my ass and just ate potato chips every day. 
But, but good, this guy's in the NFL. His job's to stay it's in shape. probably muscle. Yeah, I believe it. Stay away uh, from him. Fat courtesy who was, folks. Who was the guy that got paid like half a million dollars for not gaining 20 pounds in a month? You remember that? Yeah. Oh, what a what a what was a, It was a lineman, wasn't it? Penny would have been pushing it. I think it was a receiver. <laughs> anyway, Deonta Foreman. This is another guy that Bullfrog's been touting for a while. He's been really excited about Deonta Foreman. Turns out he is going to start the year on the pup. That's six games out, at least six games out. I think the Lamar Miller bump is going to happen in our rankings a little later in the show. Uh, hopefully he's off. I know Deonta Foreman's talented, but six games out, you can't you can't risk that and waste a roster spot, can you? Um, no. Useless now. Okay. Speaking of useless, Charles Sims on the IR again. Adam Shaheen about died, I think, from his ankle on up. Uh, what we know about Shaheen, your boy Adam Shaheen, uh, he's out indefinitely with ankle and foot injuries, plural. What does it mean at this time, in this day and age? Like, there's technology, there's MRIs. What does what does that fucking mean? What, what does not, he fucking have? Means they're not telling us. Okay. Means so they he, won't tell us. Is that to say fucking Ryan Pace's job? Is it one of the worst fucking drafts ever that year? Bad draft. But uh, I bring this up because Adam Shaheen was catching some balls in the preseason. Now he's done. I love Trey Burton to start with. Yeah. Are you finally on the Trey Burton bus? Yeah, I am now. All in on the Trey Burton bus. Um, Leading receiver on the team, most targets. I think it could. That, that is a serious option, folks. And I, I think you hit it on the head. Is that he has a Trey Burton has the opportunity to be the leading receiver on his team. Opportunity, baby. Yeah, I mean, L. L Robinson's there. I, I'm not sure. I mean, how much have you heard about Allen Robinson coming out of camp? Not much. Preseason? Been quiet. There you go. I've heard more about Anthony Miller and Trey Burton. That's true. Um, you want to know who it was? Mike fucking Wallace was paid Mike not to gain weight. Wallace paid not to gain 20. God, what a <laughs> life. Jesus Christ. Hayden Hurst, he's going to be out three to four weeks. That's a tight end, rookie tight end in Baltimore. He was a first round draft pick. I really like this kid's athletic talent coming in. Now he's going to miss a little bit of time. I don't know that I'm super concerned about that because I've talked about this before. Tight ends in Baltimore with Joe Flacco are valuable, especially a guy that's as athletically talented as Hayden Hurst. I don't know what the injury is. I don't know that it said what the injury is, but you know he'll be back after week two. I feel fine well, about putting him on a roster after the draft because you don't have to draft this. Well, I think with Hayden Hurst and Deontay Foreman that much, if you are seriously in, like again, our dynasty league that went for like 85 rounds... If you are looking for players late in the, and you need, you know, you need a, a, a any future sleeper, it might be worth going for these guys. Yeah, so don't forget about them. Just because, especially when they get hurt and you know they're going to be back soon. Correct. Hey, uh, speaking of our Dynasty League, mm-hmm. I did put out some feelers for some quarterback trades. Haven't heard back because no these way guys are, these guys are not real. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I did put out feelers to three or four guys <laughs> asking what they what they need. To part ways with some of their quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, guys have like five guys on their roster who are all starters. We just we just need one just of them. One of them That's asshole. a backup. Just one of them. Uh, so Travis Frederick is not somebody that you can put on your fantasy team. He's the center for the Dallas Cowboys. He uh, recently left with some stingers. As it turns out, it was a whole lot worse than some stingers. It's this disease that I can't pronounce, but it's abbreviated GBS. We looked it up a little bit a little while ago. 
Gillian Bear syndrome. Yeah, it's not good, folks. Has something to do with uh, your nervous system attacking. You might be paralyzed. It doesn't. We don't really know. We do know that uh, Dr. Chow came out and said, "Hey, more likely that this guy's going to miss the whole season than that he'll be back for week one." But we have no fucking clue how long he's going to be gone. Travis Frederick was is a great offensive lineman. Uh, on a great offensive line, and he was the center of that fucking that line. He was the the captain of the. He's not the best line. player on the line, but he's on. A, he's he he he's in control of that line. I believe he was ranked the third or fourth best, best center, center yeah. last year uh, by Pro Football Focus. So the not, question begs: He's not. That's not even the first injury on this line. Uh, we will see in our ranking Zeke come up, but are we starting to get? Cons- we know. Everything about the Dallas Cowboys. Dak played like shit in the preseason so far. The offensive line is getting banged up. This center is probably, let's be honest, done for the year if he ever plays football again. The, the symptoms you were reading sounded fucking horrendous. I will tell you this. Right? They did say at the end that it's full recovery. So for, Fred, for Frederick, full recovery is likely. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. But the bottom line is, in terms of fantasy football, not so good. So Zeke is going to raise in our rankings this week. Did we make a mistake doing that? Is no. this somebody that you should start being a little bit afraid of? Remember we talked about with David Johnson. Talent, trumps, yeah. everything. And, and just like David Johnson, Zeke is that offense, folks. He's going to get opportunity, he's going to get the ball, and he's fucking phenomenal running back. He's very, very good. So go get him. He's good. I think this this probably hurts in terms of probably scoring opportunities. I'll tell you what. But Zeke's still going to get the ball. Why don't you take the bullfrog approach here and right when you walk into the room where everybody's drafting and you draft, start talking about how terrible Zeke's going to play this year because of all... Just remind people about this fucking crazy disease that's going to paralyze his center. And maybe he'll fall to the sixth, seventh pick for you. I hoped in our in our league that he, I could actually bid on him, but he's a keeper for $41. That's good. Good that's value, a, folks. That's great value. That's all we got for the news. It was a lot of news. We tried to go through it quickly. Uh, sorry, sorry, Charles DeMar. I know you said you hate it, but sometimes it's just necessary. We do want to talk some dumb shit. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. I had a really hard time picking... There were that many options? There were, I had three what I thought were really solid options. I sat down with the wife, made them listen to all of them. <laughs> we, She chose one. I'm not going to tell you what uh, the other two were. One of them had to do with your boy DT Money. Donald? Yeah, but we're not going to end up using that one because she said it's been done. National Enquirer? No. You know, you know he, he his statements about... How the entire nation and U.S. stock market would fall into utter abyss like never before if he gets impeached. Blah, blah, blah. That's not the dumb shit we chose. There's a church in Mexico that I want to talk about. They call themselves the Coca-Cola Church. Have you heard about this? No, but Guadalupe. Excuse me? (laughs) What? Go ahead. They call themselves the Coca-Cola Church. In the Coca-Cola Church, it's got a real name. I don't know what the fuck it is. Something in Spanish. In the Coca-Cola church, they have a very strong belief that burping purges the evil from your soul. So as part of every service, they pass around a bunch of Cokes, they drink them, and they burp to purge their souls. That's not the only thing. They've replaced uh, things like holy water with Coca-Cola for religious ceremonies, baptisms, and such. Uh, They use empty Coca-Cola cans to decorate their church. They strongly believe that Coca-Cola is holy... 
and that it's a big part of uh, their connection to God. Yeah, I like it. I own stock in Coke. Do you really? Great. Keep going, man. Keep going. How much stock do you own in Coke? Not enough for the Coca-Cola church to make a difference, but, you know, every bit helps. I got to reading this story, and it it just went on and on about how all of Mexican culture is just just fucking tied to Coca-Cola. Not just this church, but all over the whole goddamn country. Not only that, but like how how unsafe their water is a drink. Guess who supplies their water? So you might as well fucking drink Coke. Guess who supplies their water? Coca-Cola. Our water is unsafe to drink. I heard, well, not according to your wife. The town next to us over there and the town next to us over there. Yeah. We're getting we're getting a reverse osmosis drinking system from Gordon Water. Gordon Water, good for you. Ooh, Gordon Water. We, should we go, maybe she could market opportunity here? If they want to, if they want to, people listen to us. Nice job. Some, about 45 listeners in the past couple days. <laughs> nice. I'll take it. The Coca-Cola Church is my dumb shit for the week because... I'll bet none of those people have teeth left. Hey, hey, you don't, you ain't need no teeth to eat meat. that meat, okay? Big Wiz on his stat of the week. All right. What team over the last five years has the most rushing touchdowns? What team in the last five, five years? Dallas Cowboys? Good guess, not them. I'll give you a hint. Please do. I'm terrible at these. You are pretty bad. Always, they they have the best record the last five years. The Patriots. The New England Patriots. Have interesting you, bit there. That's a very interesting bit because everyone sits there and says how bad their running backs are. Yeah, but m- more to the point, I we know that Belichick likes a lot of different guys, but what you don't realize is that for the past handful of years, when he's picked a red zone or goal line guy, that's the only guy that he uses. Correct. Do you know who that's going to be this year? No, I don't. It's going to be Rex Burkhead. You think it'll be him? I think it'll be Hill. Hill. I would love it if we were fucking Jeremy Hill because he's on our dynasty. I, I think team. there was one year where, you know, LeGarrette Blunt put up fucking 14 touchdowns for them. Yes, he did. I, I mean, that was insane. But for the most time, like, most of those running backs over there, they're, they each of them get six touchdowns or four touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he, but not in the red zone they not don't. Not in the red zone they don't. You're right about that. They don't, the Patriots don't spend a lot of time in the red zone. No, they're always scoring out outside they of it. They're outside the red zone, but they they're gonna pick a red zone guy and use him. And I think it's Rex, Bur- Rex Burkhead. Love it if it were Jeremy Hill. But I, I would tell you this: typically, it's one of those running backs that you don't hear about. That's why I'm, that's why I got a deep hope it's gonna be Jeremy Hill. I'll take it. Burkhead's already I saw, hurt. I speak, speaking of the New England Patriots running backs, I saw that James White came flying up on your rankings board. Yeah, he did flying up. Just his accurate, accurate statement. Why uh, do you think that's the case there? Um, Why do you think it's Burkhead's hurt? Michelle's hurt? Yeah, but Burkhead just has a minor tear. That, he had the same fucking problems last year, folks. I, that's what concerns me about him. It, yeah. Bill likes reliable players. James White proved it in the playoffs last year. He looked good in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Super Bowl fucking stud two years ago, right? Yeah. He won the Super Bowl. He's going to be asses. used, and that's why that's why he went flying on my charts. Yeah. I think that's fair. I didn't rank him because I don't believe. Because I think Rex Burkhead, maybe Jeremy Hill. Maybe if we cross our dicks, Jeremy Hill might score a few touchdowns. I don't. I'm not buying into Burkhead, to be honest with you. Oh, oh. Do is there any way we can turn that into a bet? Because I love Burkhead this year. Who do you like? Who do you think is going to score more points? Jeremy Hill in that backfield. Not Jeremy Hill. Uh, I'll take James White over Burkhead. You're going to take James White over Rex Burkhead? Yeah. It's a bet. Yay! 
Straight up fantasy points. Yeah, I will. I would love to take that bet. Okay. Deal. Great. Are you marking these down? Your new job, remember, is to mark down all. There's of them. so many fucking bets. What was Bullfrog's last week? I don't. I don't remember. Oh, he wanted to pick uh, Chris Hogan as a top, top three. three receiver. Bullfrog, if you're listening, count that. Is it? Yeah, it was a fucking dumb move, Bullfrog. You're an idiot. I thought I was gonna puke. Yeah, he thought he was. He, he's a fucking moron. Um, okay, look. Before we get into our rankings updates here, guys, I just want to say we've got one week left for you to submit your plant your flag teams. If you're listening to the show and you haven't done it yet, please do. On Twitter, I've posted the guidelines. I've posted the rules. Uh, go back a couple of episodes. You can hear our submissions. Your three hosts here will all be posting on Twitter our submissions for your plant the flag game. I think right now we're up to uh, maybe 12 teams in our Plant the Flag. I'd like some more. I've been trying to tweet at some some of the more famous fantasy football names out there to see if they want to play along. So if you're listening and you're on Twitter, do me a favor. And every day, tweet Matthew Barry and all the fantasy footballers at least six times a day uh, that they should join our Plant Your Flag game. We're also still looking for name submissions. We will pick one for next episode. Uh, and that person will be rewarded. So please give us your names. Please give us your team so that we're ready to try out this brand new fantasy football game. Um, I think it's going to be... Like Tickle Me Gently and Two Dingleberries? Uh, I don't know this dingleberry thing that you've, you're obsessed with. You keep talking about these fucking dingleberries. Um, what are you drinking over there? What the fuck is that? This is a uh, uh, big hop. Another ridiculous IPA. But I'm drinking it, folks. And I hate fucking IPAs. That tells you there are beers in my house. It's pretty, it's pretty tall, too. Mm-hmm. That's a pint. Matches my penis. My uh, equally tall blueberry cream ale tastes delicious. Small penis, folks. That's all I had to say was cream ale. Blueberry. Can we talk about your penis for a second? Sure. Wait out It's going to be pretty tangential. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure your wife could swallow my leg whole. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. I watched her... Like swallow a spaghetti stick without without even a second glance at it. All I can tell you and is, and it was very impressive. Yeah, my wife and I have been married five years, folks. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, together just, for, together just for, had your anniversary. Together for thirteen. Um, That's too long. A lot of years of practice. She can swallow a lot. That's all I can tell you. She yeah, that that goes deep. <laughs> Not like that, but I saw her lick her own forehead too. So. <laughs> uh-huh. You can imagine all the things. I'd that like to do. see. I like. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see. Her put your entire dick into her throat and then lick your asshole while I don't think that's that's not possible. I, I think, think. I, I've seen I've seen somebody almost do it in a porn five or six times. I don't know what kind of porns you're watching. Great, I'll, I'll send you some links. <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, let's dive into our rankings updates, guys. If you are drafting soon, you're gonna need these. You need to know who's who's going where right now and where they should be. And we, like I said, we've got some significant changes. From our last rankings, and uh, and we'll share now. I, I understand that we're going to go pretty quickly through this stuff, so we will be posting our rankings. I'll be posting screenshots on Twitter of all of our rankings for you. So if you can't follow, that's okay. If you can't write everything down in time, that's okay. Um, you'll have a chance to kind of see it later. All right, you ready for this? We're going to do all positions. Let's get it on. We're going to do it quickly. All right. 
All right, let's start at the quarterback position. I'm going to run down the top 12 for you. Those are all our QB1s. After I run through those, we'll take a second to talk about some guys that moved significantly up or moved significantly down and why that happened, which one of us, again, these are consensus rankings, so which one of us made that move happen. Right at the top, we're still looking at Aaron Rodgers. At number two, which which blows my mind a little bit, Deshaun Watson is our number two quarterback. Russell Wilson's at three. Drew Brees sitting at four. Tom Brady fell all the way down to five from six. That doesn't make any sense. Carson Wentz did take a significant fall down to six from uh, three. Cam Newton comes at seven, tied with Phillip Rivers, who, uh, just an aside really quickly, we've got him ranked at seven, but he's going much later than that in drafts. That's probably the guy I'm looking at he, in every one of my drafts. He does every year, folks. Number nine, Matthew Stafford. Number 10, Andrew Luck. He's a riser. Kirk Cousins is 11, and Big Ben rounds out our top 12 because he's always in the top 12. Who moved significantly on this list? And let's talk about why. Deshaun Watson. He came up our, our on our list big time. He's I mean, not huge, but he came up two spots in the top he came in number two. It's a he big was spot. Four in our original list. He's bumped up to wide or quarterback number two. Couple of reasons. Uh first off well you well, well He went well, from number five in your rankings to number two in your rankings. Yeah, and, so, that, and that, it's predominantly because of two reasons. One, it's not so much of what I've seen out of Watson, it is what I've seen out of the guys that ranked in front of him, folks. I ranked Russell Wilson in front of him, I ranked Wentz in front of him, and I ranked uh, Breeze, I believe. Um, yes. Um, but needless to say, I would tell you, like, Wilson, his offensive line is garbage, his team around him is falling apart, and, and Penny is just fucking put on 20 pounds. I am losing faith by that team daily, folks. I'm concerned for Russell Wilson. And for uh, Mr. Wentz. Well, he hasn't played. He may not and play. In week he one might or not two. play week one. Yeah, that's a, that's obviously a concern. Yeah, and, and he moved up a couple of spots in my rankings too, from six to four, for the exact same reason. He, I didn't change any of his projections at all, but the guys ahead of him are starting to fall a little bit for me. Uh, so that that's kind of what did it. You know, Bullfrog had him ranked at two, left him ranked at two, so there's that. The other guy that moved a lot, the next guy on this list is Carson Wentz. We just talked about it. He's hurt. He's not going to play for a little while. We'll see what he... He has played an 11-on-11 drill, just got cleared for that, and he passed that hurdle. But he's got... I feel like he's got a long way to go before he's really ready to perform the way he did last year, if he will at all, so there is some concern. He's dropped to six for us. Andrew Luck, he's sitting at our number 10. He was only at our 11 last week, but we highlighted him because we wanted to talk about him. You moved him up from 18 to 11 in your rankings. What was it about Andrew Luck that made you move? Just that he's here, that he's playing? Yeah, he's playing, he's healthy, and he's taking hits. He's on the field, folks. Andrew Luck was a top five player when he was healthy. He's back, folks. Don't lose sight of him. I had him ranked at eight to begin with. He's still at eight for me because I believed that he'd be playing. You and Bullfrog both bumped him up, which leads me to believe maybe you didn't. Kirk Cousins is sitting at number 11. That's a little dip for him. He was tied for our eighth quarterback previously. And again, uh, why did he move so far? You dropped him from nine to 12. That's a three-spot drop. Is there something about Cousins that made you think... Um, no, but guys like Andrew Luck went ahead of him. I mean, it was really the guys ahead of him, I think, jumped up. And honestly, like Rivers, uh, even Stafford for that matter, guys that I, you know, over the summer I, I forget about, but the fact of the matter is that they could regress to their mean, right? The fact of the matter is they always produce. Those guys went back up to those the end of the top, you know, that by that, that first tier. 
Um, not your first tier, but really the, the first number one quarterback status. Um, and Kirk Cousins fell down a little bit. So here's a question. We just looked at our top 12. Okay, which of the guys on this list are you targeting going into your drafts? Think about where you've got them ranked, how you think they're going to perform, and their ADP, where you think value-wise you're going to be able to get them. I just said to the people that Philip Rivers, to me, is the guy that we've got ranked a lot higher than where he's going, so he's who I'm aiming at. What is your thought? Yeah, I think any of those guys, honestly, if Rivers, Stafford, those guys always produce. Same thing with Big Ben, for that matter. If you guys compare you know, Big Ben and Eli and start playing matchups, that's always good. In my in my career, it's been over 20 years, folks. I'm a seasoned veteran here. <clears throat> have a number one quarterback and a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I am going to pursue him because I, I play auction, right? So I have the opportunity to pursue him. I will pursue him at some value. It's not going to be worth it for me, but I'm not going to lose sight that I want him. Yeah, so in in a snake draft, y'all know how I feel about quarterbacks. I don't like taking a quarterback early. So like that top five, Rodgers, Watson, Wilson, Breeze, Brady, Wentz, even Cam at seven, I'm not going to touch them because they're going way too early for me. And you get down to that next tier of guys, Stafford, like you said, Rivers, like I pointed out, even Cousins and Luck, who has been a top five forever. These guys are going much later. And I think they're just as fucking good as most of those guys in the top five. Maybe not Aaron Rodgers, but it's close enough for me. Uh, just so you guys... I think that's a very valid, very valid point. Once you get out of that top one, two, they're, they're very similar players. Yeah. Uh, just so you all know, 13, we got Jimmy, Jimmy GQ. Uh, Alex Smith is up there tied at 13. Matt Ryan, Bortles, Mariota, Eli, Mahomes, Goff, and Tyrod, or Tarod, sorry. Tarod is how his mother pronounces it, by the way. Taylor. Retard? Retard or what? Yeah. Spread the word to end the word, brother. That's not okay to say on air or anywhere. I didn't say retard. I said retard. Oh, retard. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that rounds out our top 20. Like I said, I'm going to post these, so don't worry about it. But, yeah, some guys are coming up. Some guys are falling down. Fuck Goff. Take to Rod Taylor. Take Patrick Mahomes, even though uh, Bullfrog fucking hates him. All right, let's move on to running backs. we got to do a little bit more than the top 12 for running backs, but we'll start there. Here's our rankings, top 12. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson stay right up there near the top. Ezekiel Elliott. Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon are tied at six. Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, CMC, who I think you're rising on even though you didn't change your rankings for him at all. Leonard Fournette comes up to 11. And rounding out our top 12, Jarek McKinnon, who's falling on everybody's board all the time quickly. Tell me a little bit about who's moving around in our top 12 and why that might have happened. Well, he didn't move around for me, but Zeke jumped up in our, our consensus because of, of fools like you who ranked him so low before because you thought Devon Austin was going to steal his receptions. We've, we're going to pretend like the Tavon Austin thing didn't happen. But we're not pretending that, folks. That def- He clearly gave you guys that recommendation. Um, but the fact of the matter is Zeke is still the number four best running back. If I think he's part of the third, uh, that's how good he is, folks. Don't forget about him. I Yeah, I moved him up a lot because, you know, been made pretty clear in the preseason and in camp that he's actually going to be the guy catching some of the balls. So I, I, all I did was increase his target total, and that led him to being increased pretty significantly. Um, let's see, Kareem Hunt dropped down a couple of spots. Dropped down from 6 to 8 in our rankings here. Uh, he dropped significantly for Bullfrog from 8 down to 11. We know that Bullfrog identified him as his bust for the year, I think mostly because he hates Patrick Mahomes. Where do you, where would you draft Kareem Hunt at this point? How much would you spend on him in an auction? 
Well, I, I still think he's the eighth best running back out there. Um, in an auction, I would go in the uh, mid to high 30s. Um, yeah. You know, the, those, those top guys that you just said in front of him are going in, in the 40s. He's an, higher. He's an early second round guy for me. In my in my uh, home league, it's going to cost me a second round pick to keep him. It's also a second round pick to keep Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going back and forth between those two right now. They're ranked eight and ten on our list, and I'm probably going to end up picking Hunt because I I just like really Kareem Hunt. Even on that, Andy Reid's offense, who you hate, I do hate Andy Reid, but but yeah. Uh, all right, so th- after that, we'll go 13 to 24 here. Devonta Freeman. Joe Mixon comes in at 14. Jordan Howard, my balls deep, Jordan Howard. Alex Collins is sitting at number 16, came up a little bit. Shady at 17. Lamar Miller, talk about a mover on this list. Kenyon Drake at 19. Deion Lewis stays right where he belongs, right in the middle of those running back twos. Carrion Johnson pops into our top 20. Royce Freeman at 21. Sony Michelle, injured or not, is at 22. Jay Ajayi and Tevin Coleman round out our top 24. We got some movers and shakers here. Who should we talk about? Well, we should have a McCoy, right? Because he, he dropped. He dropped all the way from 13 to 17 on this list. Why did he drop? Mostly because of me. Because I, I, I took him to 23. Because I, I, I don't have any faith in the guy. Uh, the fact of the matter is, folks, again, he plays for the Bills. He's 30 years old. And he's fucking worried about fucking suits and everything else against him. Because he's not paying attention to football. That's why you should stay away the hell from him. When's the last time you heard about that? Last week? No. I hadn't heard a word one it's since the first Arbitration time is the last thing I heard. He's, they're, they're going to arbitration now. That's stupid. Yeah, Bullfrog dropped him from 10 on his list. Is that right? Yeah, 10 on his list all the way down to 16. So both of you did. I left him right where he is. I believe in Shady. I like Shady. If Shady's ADP were a little bit lower, he'd have been my balls deep guy. But he was just a little bit a little bit too high. I still think he ends up running back one. <laughs> Want to make that a bet? Top 12. Do you make that a bet? Uh, hang on a second. It's a bet. He will Yay! finish. He will finish in the top twelve. Wow. Lamar Miller has come up pretty significantly on our list. He was twenty-seven the last time we did these rankings. He's eighteen now. You got to think a lot of that comes down to the Deontay Deonta Foreman news starting the season on the pup. So he's out a while, uh, but also he's just looked pretty good in camp. Uh, Kenyon Drake is sitting at 19 right now. He's also moved, but he moved down a little bit from 16 to 19. How do you feel about the Miami backfield? I know you didn't move him at all in your rankings. I moved him a little bit. Bullfrog moved him a little bit. What do you think about the Miami backfield? We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. I mean, it's his, it's his job to lose. That's what I, From a fantasy, fantasy perspective, he's going to give him the opportunity I'm not sure I have a lot of confidence in that Miami offense. How about Adam Gase? When he first set out that depth chart, he listed Drake and Gore as co-starters. And when asked why, he said, I did it to be an asshole. <laughs> well, didn't, didn't Drake get kicked out of the huddle one time? By, did, by yeah. Tannehill? By Tannehill. Yeah. He got kicked out of the got huddle by huddle. Tannehill. Because he blew a block and Tannehill got sacked. Yes. But Drake is an explosive player that can make fucking plays. Um, I still like him. I'm a little bit concerned about what's going to end up happening. We know that Kalen Balazs will look like shit in the yep. preseason, so I'm not as worried about that. Uh, let's see. Carrion Johnson and Royce Freeman, two rookies that bumped up into our top 24. Carrion at 20, Royce Freeman at 21. Carrion started at 30, and Freeman started at 35. 
five. How did these guys move up so significantly? Well, let's start with Freeman here. He's been named the starter, hasn't he? He has not been named the starter. Devonta Booker is the starter. Everyone's naturally assuming Royce Freeman is the starter. Everybody folks. assumes he uh, will be the starter. Booker's been there, what, for three or four years now? Yes. And it's 3.4 yards per carry. He he's, just hasn't done anything. He's garbage. Um, Royce Freeman is the, the new shiny toy in, in your uh, garage or in your tool, your toy box? Yeah, toy that's box. what it's called. Sure. Um, he's younger. And he's explosive, and they have a really good fucking defense, so they're going to pound the ball. The thing about Royce Freeman is that his ADP is rising just as quickly as your rankings. He was 39 for you previously. Now he's 17 for you. Uh, that's high. Yep. Bullfrog went from 35 to 19. Everybody likes this kid, and here's the reason why. All the rookies that people liked better than him got hurt. So all of a sudden, you look on that rookie list, that draft list, he's the highest drafted guy outside of Saquon Barkley that right. is not hurt, still has the potential to do something. That's and yeah, he's super talented. Um, I like Carrion Johnson much more than I like Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman's at 32 for me. Carrion Johnson moved all the way from 32 to 20 for me, which is a big reason that he is higher in the rankings, or consensus rankings. I watched the first Detroit Lions preseason game. Carrion Johnson looked Great. I'm not at all concerned about LeGarrette Blunt doing anything this year. Uh, we know Amir Abdul is an absolute piece of shit, even though they keep trucking him out there with the first team in these preseason games. Carryon Johnson looked like a dynamic running back, somebody that I want to have on my team because I think his I think his floor is going to be high as shit by the time he really takes over that starting one, two, first and second down role. Yes, Theo Riddick will still have a role in that offense, but Kerryon Johnson's going to be the starter. the starter. He's also, I think, going to lock up the goal line work over LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt's old and he's done. Yeah, so, only to add a couple things here, with, especially with Kerryon Johnson and Royce Freeman, it's kind of enjoyable not to hear things about some of these players. Yeah. It kind of is only because that means that they're just they're just in the game. They're doing their job. They're, they're, I mean, you're not hearing the flashy things coming out of Jacksonville like everyone's next to Sherry Rice, but that they're clearly doing their job. Yeah. They're not hurt. They're not fucking having gained thirty pounds like fucking fat penny. And you get you get to see for yourself, right? Like just watching these guys. Yeah. It was a few weeks ago you asked me what my eye test means to me, and the eye test is the reason I bumped Carry on Johnson sure. up because he looked so damn good. He played in the SEC, folks. He's ready for NFL. He can do it. Uh, 25 is uh, Mark Ingram. 26, I don't know why the fuck this is the case, but Derrick Henry. I've got Derrick Henry ranked 47. It's because you're an idiot. Yeah. You're Chris, an idiot! Chris Thompson is ranked 27 on our list. Rex Burkhead, 28. Duke Johnson at 29. Aaron Jones maintains a, a top 30 slot, even though he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Theo Riddick. previously mentioned. Devontae Booker, previously mentioned at 32. Tariq Cohen. Ty Montgomery, who is not highlighted here, but I want to talk about him here shortly. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Mack looking at 34, and rounding out our top 36 would be Carlos Hyde. Talk about the eye test in the preseason. We've seen a lot of Browns football here. Hyde looked fucking phenomenal. In this recording booth, and Hyde looked great. Yeah, Chubb hasn't made this list. I really was high on Chubb, but I will not lie. Watching Hyde in preseason, Hyde looked fucking great. Hyde looks good. So first guy on this list that's highlighted is Chris Thompson. Went from 22 to 27. We know why. We talked about it on the show. He's a head case all of a sudden. He's afraid of his own leg. When he's back and playing, he's still going to have a role, which is why he stays in the top 36 for me. What's your What are your, what are your thoughts on Chris Thompson? You, you, you got him at 36. 30, 
36. I've got him ranked at 23, highest of the bunch. I don't like him because he's scared of his fucking leg. He is scared of his leg. That's pretty terrifying for running back. you got to use two of them. Most people have to use two legs to walk. This guy's got to fucking run with them. If he's scared of one, I'm terrified of him. Yeah, that means he's going to be scared of getting hit. It means he's going to drop passes that he used to catch. That's Correct. what happens. Uh, Aaron Jones went from our 20th ranked back. We all kind of assumed he was going to be the starter in Green Bay. Now he's down at 30. He's cool. only missing two games. Is he not any longer your starter? You've ranked him at 27. I went balls. him 11 I'm spots. Did I go ball steep on him? No. no. Um, but I did pick Aaron Jones. Let's talk about him and Ty Montgomery together. Right? Uh-huh. Ty Montgomery's 34. Aaron Jones is 30. I still think in terms of a pure running back, Aaron Jones is the most talented. You talk about ITS all the time. He is a good running back, folks. Draft him. Uh, do not forget about him. I can't tell you which round I'd go after him. I know that. If, I think in a lot of our, our mock drafts, I was taking him in like 8, 9, 10. That's where he belongs, I think. Um, But in terms of dollar auction values, I would take him for 6 7 $8. I think there's he's, he's going to be... He'll, he will end up as a starting running back. I don't find a lot of value in Ty Montgomery, to be honest with you. Here's what I think. If I can in my drafts, starting right around round 9... If I can get Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones, I'm going to do that. You do back-to-back. Because Ty Montgomery is going to start as the starting running back. Jamal Williams is hurt. Uh, Aaron Jones is suspended. Give me Ty Montgomery for a while. And when Aaron Jones comes back, yes, maybe I drop Ty Montgomery. But at the same time, the team has said we're going to start using him again as a wide receiver, lining him up in the slot role. So he may maintain value even when Aaron Jones is a starter. Here's the thing about Green Bay. It doesn't seem like it when you, just like the Patriots, doesn't really seem like they're a team that the running back has a ton of value in. But Green Bay has had a top 24 running back, top 20 running back every year that Aaron Aaron Rodgers has been on that team. Whoever they use performs, even though there's nobody that you can remember that really stands out except what's his fuck. I can't even remember his name. Eddie Lacy for a year. Fat Eddie. They all get it done. I want somebody in this backfield, and I think these two, I'd, I'd be happy to take them both if I could get them in rounds 9 and 11 or 12. I actually think Ty Montgomery is similar to Tariq Cohen here, to be honest with you. I don't have but any bigger. I don't have any faith in either of them running the ball, but you are right. They're going to have opportunities as, as receivers. Marlon Mack drops on our list here to number 34. He uh, He's injured a little bit. That's the reason why he's dropped. I mean, he's the only running back there. Well, we, we got this rookie, Jordan, what's his nuts? I don't uh, even there's remember. Naheem, uh, Wilkins, Lenny Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins. Naheem Hines is garbage. <laughs> yeah. Christine Michael's going to be the starting running back on this team coming into week one. No, come he, on. He 100% is. Woo! Uh, it's, it's a shit show. It depends on Mac if Mac can get healthy. It's a shit show of a backfield and Marlon Mack is, I, you know, he's one of these guys that when we first started doing this show, I loved Marlon Mack. I have fallen on him so far. You know, he looked great. I feel like he looked great when I watched him play last year, but I just don't remember that anymore. Uh, we, we mentioned Carlos Hyde at 36. We both love what he's done in the preseason. The Browns look great in the preseason, to be honest. But it's the fucking preseason. Uh, the offensive line looks good. They're opening holes for Hyde, and he's taking advantage. He's not having to do... So So the weird thing about Carlos Hyde, even though he's had 80 targets a year for the past few years, is that he's terrible at catching the ball. Yeah, bad. 
The Browns aren't going to use him that way. They're going to use him the way that he's meant to be used. He's going to be a pounded up the middle fucking running back who gets a chance to bust one outside. You know, give him the opportunity. He's got good vision. He will make holes when there aren't holes. So stick it aside for a second. Where does Chubb fit in? We we we, we just talked about the, re- the receptions are going to go to Johnson because that's what Johnson Ooh. does. Yes, sir. So where does Nick Chubb fit in here? Nick Chubb doesn't fit in here for me. Ooh, interesting. Carlo, okay. Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb do the same thing. Yeah. And... Although it's, Chubb can't catch the ball, though. He he can, but he can't catch the ball like Duke Johnson can. I'm not afraid of that at all. This is the exact same situation for me as the Cleveland Browns quarterback situation. Once Carlos Hyde does something to lose the job, it will be Chubbs because they spent a lot of draft capital on him. They, they're spending money on – well, they're spending money on both of them. But obviously, Carlos Hyde's not the future. So the minute Hyde does something to lose the job, Chubb is going to get his opportunity to step in. And in the second preseason game, Chubb looked better than the first preseason game. So you have to assume that once he gets to step in, he's going to try to capitalize and do okay. Same thing with the the quarterbacks. Once Terod Taylor does something to lose that position, it's going to be Baker Mayfield's. And Baker's probably not going to lose it again. Uh, But I haven't seen anything from Taylor or Hyde that says they're ready to lose that position anytime soon. They're playing like their jobs are on the line. And I like that. There's some fire under their ass. Yeah, I look good. He, they, they look great. So I like him. At 36, I like him. I'd take him. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Our top 12 hasn't moved significantly at all because all these guys, regardless of what's happening on their team, are fucking great at football. Our number one went from AB to Odell Beckham Jr. AB's number two. He's getting old. But I still love him. I'd still blow that, man. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I heard Devon- he's going to be on the show. Is he coming on the show? Uh, I also heard that he might be on our show. C- could be big news. We'll get there. I think Bullfrog's just full of shit. <laughs> Devontae Adams at four. Michael Thomas at five. Keenan Allen at six. Julio Jones at seven. Way too high because he's my bust. Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill tie for number eight. AJ Green at ten. Stephon Diggs, 11. Larry Fitzgerald at 12. Like I said, nobody really moved here. I guess the big the big talking point would be the uh, swap from uh, OD, OBJ and AB at the top of the list. Uh, who do you do you, who do you like there? Um, yeah, probably ODB. To be honest with you, I, I think ODB has a higher he right. He's going to come back with a vengeance. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I have a lot of faith in Pat Shermer resurrecting that offense. Um, he did. You saw it last year with with. With Thielen and Diggs, with yep. ODB is a much more talented receiver than either of those guys, and they have a running back now. The whole problem with his ranking previously was Bullfrog ranked him at seven yeah. to start. Why he was drunk. I don't know. He's he's bumped that up to four. You and I both had him ranked at number one to begin with. He's still ranked there. He's he's the most talented, physically talented wide receiver in the league, uh, and he's he's going to keep getting it done. All right, uh, 13 through 24 here. We got Doug Baldwin at 13, Demarius Thomas 14, 15 is T.Y. Hilton, then Jarvis Landry, Adam Thielen, Golden Tate at 18, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper at 20, hate him, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Goodwin at 22, Nelson Aguilar, one of my favorite targets right now in drafts at 23, and Julian Edelman, 24. Even though he's missing four games, are we stupid for picking Julian Edelman at number 24? No, Edelman. Um, Just to be clear, you did not rank him at all in our first set of rankings. Yeah. Now he's at twenty-seven for you. Yeah, I think uh, I didn't have a lot of faith in that team. And, and again, I, I I guess I'm I'm calming down that they're gonna they're gonna kind of perform like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this. They've cut Kenny Britt. 
they cut uh, what's the other two? Jordan Matthews. Matthews just cut, and they cut the third one, Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm right? Mitchell. They, they cut, they've cut all the receivers, so I know Gronk's going to be the number one. Sure. When Edelman gets back, he's going to be the best receiver on the field. There's Hogan will still be out there, mm-hmm. but Edelman's going to perform. I know that. He's going to get the opportunity. He's going to step back into a place. And he's going to fill a role. Yeah, he's going to have a, a shitload of... He's going to average fucking 12 targets a game after he comes back. Which is why he belongs, even though he's missing the first four, the first yeah. four games. Think of it. He is a Zeke Elliott of last year who missed four... How many games? Six. Zeke? Six games, and he still ended a top 10 running back. Julian Edelman is going to get it done when he comes back. Here are some other movers on this list. Demarius Thomas drops out of our top 12, only down to 14. Uh, most of that came from... Me, I guess, and Bullfrog. I dropped him a couple of spots. I'm starting to get a little bit, a little bit concerned. I think Case Keenum fell a little bit for me as well. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Cortland Sutton is really showing his ass in preseason. He's looking really good. Does he end up taking some of these targets from these guys? Probably. Um, I like the running back situation there as well a little bit better. Royce Freeman. So, so Demarius Thomas fell for me. T.Y. Hilton comes from 19 to 15. We talked about it earlier in the news. Andrew Luck looks good. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton was a, a, typically a, t- a top 10 receiver when, when Luck played. Mm-hmm. Um, when Luck played. When Luck played. Hilton is great. Hilton's good. Great. I don't know if I'd say great, but great tells me like he's ODB and Antonio Brown. That's not the case. No. He's top 10, folks, um, all day long. He, I think he was a teammate of Antonio Brown College. Was he? Yeah. Central <clears throat> uh, Michigan? I don't Maybe not. Yep. Uh, high school, maybe? maybe Some of the two of them know each other. And not just from the NFL. Um... Yeah, it, it, this is purely related to Andrew Luck, folks. Expect a lot when Luck plays. Hilton's going to be good. Don't forget about Hilton. Okay, how about Juju Smith-Schuster? He goes from 17 to 21 in our rankings. Uh, I dropped him four spots. You dropped him two spots. What's going on with Juju? Um, I'll tell you what I think. The, the reason I dropped him is James Washington looks awesome. Juju's going to play. He's going to be the number two receiver on the field, right? Yes, but... James Washington has absolutely stuck his fucking dick in the dirt and said, "I'm here to stay, and you're gonna need to you're gonna need to drag targets out of my fucking cold yeah. dead hands, Juju, if you want to have any kind of year like you did last year." I don't think Juju's fault. I think Juju the the mojo around Juju is falling because we haven't seen Juju play a lot lately. Well, that's true. Right. So I don't think it's anything that Juju did. Like you said, maybe it's the guys around him. Maybe it's the the, the team in general. That's the reason why Ben Roethlisberger fell a little bit for me as well. I just expect probably a little bit less out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of my concerns for Juju is that, uh, what, he had like a 90-yard touchdown last year, a 75-yard touchdown last year, a 60-yard touchdown last year. Those aren't something you can count on. He'll have some deep plays. He'll have some long plays. But, like, he didn't have nearly the opportunity as the guys around him, Marquise Goodwin, even uh, Cooks, Cooper, none of these guys. He's got a lot less targets than the rest of these guys. Sure. And you've got to assume it's going to come down. Um, a little bit, although he's going to maintain a deep ball guy. He's still at 21 for us, which is right there in the wide receiver twos. To be honest with you, I'm not drafting him as a wide receiver two on my team. I don't feel comfortable with that. I'll take him as a three easy. Really? I feel I feel nervous. I, I have taken him a couple times as a two, but I feel nervous about it. Would you, you'd rather have DT, Mr. Dirt, I would Darius rather, Thomas. yes. I think there's some more consistency. Amari Cooper? With, no, fuck Amari Cooper. Golden Tate. 
Yes, more consistency to be. I want with my number two, number one, I want to be a fucking stud. My number two receiver, I want to be consistent. Yeah, I think you and I might diverge past on that one. My number one, I expect your my stud is going to be consistent. So number two, I'm taking the flyer. Give give me Juju, give me Aguilar, give me the guys that guess have a ton of upside. Will Fuller, Will Fuller's a reach at two. I wouldn't take him at two, but I'm just saying that higher upside at two all day long. That's where I put my flex guys. But all right, Marquise Goodwin is sitting here at number 22. Uh, where was he previously? Can't even fucking find him on the list. Oh, he was at 24. 24. Not a significant change. Why did I highlight him? Because he went from 16 or 22 to 16 on my list. Jumped five spots on Bullfrog's list. Here's the reason, guys. In all of the preseason work that we've seen, uh, Garoppolo to Goodwin has been the only connection that looks comfortable for these guys. Well, Pettis. No, Marquise Goodwin is the guy that Garoppolo looks to first. He's his first read on every play. When he gets in trouble, he's the guy he looks to. Uh, There's a comfort level there that started to build at the end of last year that Garcon wasn't there for, Pettis wasn't there for, these guys weren't there for. Garoppolo to Goodwin, I think, is going to be a solid connection all year. This is a guy that I would probably rather have than Juju because I think there's going to be more uh, consistency and sustainability. Well, also, to that point, though, is... Juju's fighting with Le'Veon Bell. Juju's fighting with Antonio Brown. And, and even if James Washington's good, he's even, you know, the fact of the matter, there's two horses already in, the, in that race. Marquise Goodwin, that's not the case, folks. He's the number one receiver right now. Yeah, right now, yes, he is. Uh, speaking of number one receivers, Nelson Aguilar is sitting here at our number 23. Aguilar was only at 25 last time, but he went up from 18 to 11 in my rankings. Bullfrog didn't even rank him previously. He's up at 36. I liked Aguilar last time. I like him a whole lot more now. We don't know if Alshon Jeffrey's going to start the season on the pup. <laughs> he might. Yeah, very likely, folks. Whether he does or not, he was touchdown dependent. I, I love everything about Aguilar right now. He's one of these wide receivers that I want in every one of my fucking teams because you can get him in the fourth, fifth, sixth round sometimes and he is potentially a third fourth round value come end of the season as your number two receiver i think you're a little drunk ranking him number 11 bullfrog yeah. was a little drunk two months ago when he didn't even rank him no i love him um i love him yeah we know that jeffrey's jeffrey hasn't been on the field yet he had surgery to repair his shoulder in may uh we know those things Aguilar was pretty consistent throughout the year last year and that's why i, I i'm buying into him because he produced last year pretty Pretty, he was consistent. He's going to be the number one receiver. I'm buying into him. Uh, speaking of 11, I had Michael Crabtree ranked as a number 11 receiver last time. Oh, He's fallen to 32 in my rankings. Why? Because in all of the camp reports and in the preseason games, there is just no fucking, ke- this is the exact opposite of the Marquise Goodwin issue. There's no chemistry at all. Not around. With Flacco. Can't find him. Flacco's looking for John Brown. Who? You know, Sickle Cell? No, the guy that, didn't they have a, he got hung in 1730, 17, 1861. Well, I have no idea what you're talking about. John Brown in Missouri, the hanging that happened in Missouri? Yeah, I don't don't have any clue what you're talking about. Good God, you should be ashamed of yourself for being a teacher. Flacco's looking to John Brown, I'm not a teacher. Flacco's looking at John Brown. Crabtree doesn't look good. Crabtree looks old. He's not getting open anymore. He does have incredibly strong hands, and he can catch a contested Who's on the team? That would be John Brown. 
Sickle Cell also Sickle started. Sickle Cell. Hayden Hurst, who is out the for John three Brown four act. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm falling off of Crabtree. I I had Crabtree on my team for years and years and years, which is why I ranked him 11. There was some bias there, but uh, he's coming back down to earth for me pretty hard. Outside of the top, uh, are we ready? We want to talk about anybody else on that list? I've already Sh- started at 25. You talk about Shepard. What are we? 25 Shepard? to 36. Let me give them to you, and then we'll talk about him. Crabtree's 25 for us. Crowder, 26. Allen Robinson, 27. Cooper Cup, our dynasty boy. At 28, Sterling Shepard, our dynasty boy, at 29. Marvin Jones Jr. and Corey Davis are tied at 30, along with Michael Gallup. Here's a rookie I love. Cameron Meredith, 33, along with Sammy Watkins. Josh Flash Gordon at 35, and Randall Cobb at 36, who I still think needs to be cut from that team. Hmm. Who are you going to talk about? Well, Shepard's important to talk about, similar to... um... Juju here plays on a very good offense. That's why I'm ranking him very. I'm ranking him high. Uh, Pat Shermer's there again. You saw what he did with both Thielen and Diggs and and Kyle Rudolph and McKinnon. He's going to that offense is going to produce. We know that Shepard's going to see single coverage. Expect similar things to what Shepard did last year. Yeah, when give he him a lot of give him a lot of underneath stuff. He's going to be a, he's going to be a great asset to Eli Manning. Michael Gallup's an interesting one here. Who's he Get competing with? He's competing with Alan Hearns, Terrence, Handlebars, Williams, and uh, what's that's it? That's it. Cole Beasley. Beasley is not com- comparable here, folks. It's just uh, the reports say Dak Prescott says yeah. Cole Beasley's the man. That's fine. I like Gallup. I know he only made one good play in the preseason thus far. Disappeared altogether in week two. Who, who fucking knows what's going to go here? What's that? I didn't hear you bumbling. I was reading a text from our boy. <laughs> he's a, he's doing his draft right now, and he keeps asking us what to do because he's he's uh, clueless. Because <laughs> he ra- didn't rate Nelson Aguilar last time. Uh, yeah, I like I, I like Michael Gallup. Uh, he he looked okay on the field. None of these receivers looked great. Dak Prescott looked like shit on the field. But you know, we we picked Gallup in our dynasty league. I think he's got an opportunity here. We'll see what happens. Sammy Watkins looking at 33 right now. Where was he previously? I'm going to scroll down the list. 41. You didn't rank him at all last time. Now you've got him at 26. He went from unranked to your 26th best wide receiver. What is it about Sammy Watkins in that situation you love? A couple things. Andy Reid is one of them. Andy Reid is a phenomenal offensive coach. Uh, I know he, he We talked about this. Yeah. But he is, though, right? Like, he produces points. His players produce points, folks. He wins the games he should. He wins the games he should. His players produce points. I don't know if you guys saw that fucking throw last week from Patrick Mahomes for fucking 88 yards. Yeah, it was long. It was 68. 68 yards. Still sounds good, though. It looked like he could have gotten 88 if he wanted to. Uh, I think Sammy Watkins, that offense, I I think, will produce. We know Hill's going to go deep. Hill's going to be the deep threat. Sammy Watkins is a good receiver. Remember, Watkins had eight touchdowns last year. Yeah. He was a big red zone threat. Yeah. Tyreek Hill had zero touchdowns inside the red zone last year. What, one maybe? All of his touchdowns came outside the 20. They need a red zone threat. Kelsey's obviously there. Uh, But, yeah, there's a good chance that Sammy Watkins steps in. Uh, A report just the other day said that he's starting to build some rapport with Mahomes. Rapport? Some rapport with Mahomes, and it might work out. Sammy Watkins is our 33rd 
wide receiver. I've got him at 44. You've got him at 26, 38 for the, for the uh, Bullfrog there, but not too bad. Could be something worth looking at. All right, let's move on to tight ends. Let's wrap this thing up with tight ends. Uh, a few changes here. Gronk's our number one. That's not a change. Ertz is our number two. Kelsey's still number three. None of those changed. We didn't expect any of those to change. Jimmy Graham, however, comes in at number four. Kyle Rudolph bumps to the number five spot. Evan Ingram, who concussed himself today, apparently, is uh, sitting at number six. Greg Olson, seven. Trey Burton, eight. Delaney Walker, nine. Charles Clay, 10. Let's talk about some of the movers on this list. Greg Olson has to be the first one. He was our fourth-ranked tight end in the last set of rankings. He's dropped down to seven. Seven. Well, I didn't rank him to start with, and I did put him at, at 10 this time. I went from four to eight. He fell down pretty hard on my list. So why? I mean, well, I, I didn't I didn't find another value to start with, so you tell me why. So the reason I ranked him so high last time is because we know that Cam Newton likes Greg Olson. We've had a long career of these two uh, connecting all the time. The problem with Greg Olson is that like, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. He catches a lot of passes, and he get, gains a lot of yards, which is helpful in the PPR. We have our PPR rankings here. But before he got hurt, uh, I think in the three games prior to him getting hurt, he caught a total of four passes for a total of something like 50 yards. You know, that's... That's not great. He's getting old. We know he's getting old. And I have seen the way the Carolina Panthers under North Turner plan to use Christian McCaffrey. We've seen Curtis Samuel come out and catch a lot of short passes underneath stuff in the preseason here. We've seen a lot of the targets that have historically gone Greg Olson's way going to these other guys, and they are doing work with these targets. So I'm concerned that Greg Olson is getting old. I'm concerned that his role, the role that he's had locked up, is now being taken over by other guys. DJ Moore is ready to catch some underneath stuff as well. There's just too many pieces on this offense, I think, for Greg Olson, an old man, to continue to perform the way he has. Yeah, I didn't rank him on top end to start with. This time I put him at 10, so I'm going to make 10 more about the name that he was and what he's produced. I don't have any faith in Greg Olson. All right, Trey Burton went from our 12th ranked guy to 8. This has to do, ha, has to have something to do with your boy Adam Shaheen dying on the field from his ankle on up. Yeah, more than that, you're talking about a tight end here who has a legitimate possibility to catch the most passes on his team, folks. We, we did talk about Allen Robinson a little bit. You mentioned him um, previously as right receiver, but we're not hearing anything about Allen Robinson. Zero. Nothing. Bupkis. Mm, yeah. We know that Anthony Miller is a stands a chance here, but Trey Burton has a legitimate chance to lead this team in receptions. And will absolutely lead this team in red zone receptions. Yeah, without a doubt he will. There's just too much upside for him not to be in the top ten. This he, guy, he has a serious chance to be higher than this, folks. This guy is our eighth-ranked tight end, but I absolutely would not be surprised if he ended in the top five this is the tight end that I'm looking to target in all of my drafts. He's going around in around 10, round 11. Oh my God, if I can get a top five tight end, maybe even a top four tight end uh, in rounds 10 and 11, give me that fucking guy. And he's a bear, so I can watch and enjoy the games rooting for one of my guys. I Last year was Zach Miller. I cheered for him until he went down that New Orleans game and I Ooh, cried. He did. did you cry? No. That's sweet. But it, was, it looked terrible. Delaney Walker went from our 10th... To our ninth ranked guy, that's not a big move, but specifically I moved him from 16 up to 
nine. I know that he's injured right now and he's not playing much, but all of Bullfrogs talk about this guy. Uh, you know, he's he's been the leading target getter on his team for years. He's not flashy, but he's consistent as fuck. Timeout. Bullfrog moved him down one. Timeout. We're going to take a break here, and we are going to make a live on-air <laughs> best ball draft pick. We're looking in the fifth round right now. We have a 12-team best ball draft going on right now. So far, this is what my team looks like. Remember, it's best ball. Draft strategy is a little different. Yes, you want some consistency, but it's all about getting guys that can blow up and go off because automatically your best possible roster is going to be played each week. Uh, so you don't have to worry about who to pick. Right now I've got Christian McCaffrey and Jay Ajayi, Odell Beckham Jr. and Doug Baldwin on my team. Uh, so we do have to start three receivers to two running backs. I'm looking immediately at the wide receivers here, and I'm seeing guys like Marvin Jones, who in a in a standard fantasy league I don't want anything to do with. But in a best, best ball, ball league, maybe. Golden Tate, Sammy Watkins, we just talked about with some potential touchdown upside. Manny Sanders, Michael Crabtree, I don't want anything to do with. Will Fuller's there, another guy who seems great in best ball. If I flip over the running backs, however, I find some guys that are of significant value. Deion Lewis here in the fifth round. Rex Burkhead, we just talked about, might be a, a huge touchdown guy on a team that, what, scored the most rushing touchdowns over the last five years? We did talk about that. Yeah. Sony Michelle, same team. Uh... There's still a lot of quarterbacks available. Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck. I'm not worried about taking a quarterback right now. I want to go wide receiver or running so, back. So this is best ball. Best ball. Yeah. I don't think it's that difficult of a choice here, folks. You're saying Marvin Jones is the obvious choice. No, I would go Will Fuller over Marvin Jones in a heartbeat. Pop down to Will Fuller and take Will Fuller in a best yeah. ball. Well, he did score two touchdowns in many games in a row on three targets apiece, right? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about best ball. I mean, the best, you don't have to pick a starter. Kinsley is a no-brainer. The other guy who I think is a dark horse here could be Sony Michel. Um, we know he's hurt. I have been taking, I took Sony Michel in a lot of best balls. I am the 10th pick in a 12-team league, so sure. I have a quick, relatively quick turnaround. Uh, and if I'm looking at the two of them, both of them are relatively far down on the list. I think either one of them might come back to me. I don't disagree with you that Will Fuller sounds like a great choice, even here in the fifth round, which would be crazy high if I'm in a standard year-long fantasy league. But for best ball, I'm with you. Let's do it. Pull the trigger. Will Fuller. Maybe he went too early, but we'll see. All right, that's best ball, folks. Let's get back to our (laughs) rankings. Uh, All right, 11 through 17, which is as far as we went for tight ends. We got Jared Cook here. Hayden Hurst, who we just found out is injured, is our number twelve. Jordan Reed's at thirteen. David Njoku, if you're a if you're a uh, hard knocks guy, you saw what this dude looks like. It's impressive. He's also a poet, which is beautiful. George Kittle comes in at fifteen. Eric Ebron concussed himself today, number sixteen. Cameron Braid at number seventeen. The movers and shakers on this list. So just to confirm, you would let Njoku read to you at night pure poetry. Yeah, he writes his poetry. It's pretty good. It was okay. Reed, Reed fell, right? 13. Reed fell pretty Reed fell pretty hard. He was eight prior to now. Now he's sitting at number 13. You're a big part of the reason uh, he fell. What happened yeah. to take him from 5 to 12 on your ranking? Um, I told you this before about tight ends. You get outside the top three, four, five positions, and it really is a dumpster fire. 
Um, Jordan Reed, I had faith that Jordan Reed is extraordinary. Four years talented. ago, four years ago, he's fabulous. Um, he just doesn't play enough for he him to be good. Three games this season on average. Yeah, he just, he's not. He's got. I expect you need a tight end who's going to be consistent, and Jordan Reed is not that player. David and Joe, who scored two touchdowns in the in the uh, preseason opener, he went from seventeen to fourteen on our list. What's well, so we know about the Browns, right? Landry Landry's good, catches a lot of balls. He's not a good red zone threat. Correct. Although he did score nine touchdowns last year, eight nine touchdowns. Sure, out of 180 balls or whatever sure. he had. Yes, correct. Yeah, and Joke is a huge man, mm-hmm. and if he can make those catches, do his penis is also huge? No, no, I just don't think so. Because poetry, he wears very short shorts, and I hadn't seen anything hanging out the bottom end. Okay. Uh, Cameron Bray was a big mover. Went from 12 to 17 on this list. I feel like I was a big part of that. Went from 10 to 16 on my rankings. I, I'm just still really concerned about O.J. Howard. I don't think he's as good a receiving tight end as Cameron Bray. I know Cameron Bray got paid. I'm just worried that O.J. Howard's going to eat too much into his yeah. his uh, catches like he did at the end of last year to make him even worthy of... It's it's It was too hard at the end of last year to pick... The week that Cameron Brait was streamworthy, and I think that's going to be the same thing. It's just going to be two back and forth. I don't want him at all. Yeah, we done? We're done. That's our rankings. Let me remind you before we let you go. We're on Twitter, some of us. At Nuts at YFF the Bullfrog. Go find us, say something to us. If you're also on Twitter, please tweet at all the most famous fantasy guys you know and tell them to get in on the Plant Your Flag game. Speaking of which... Submit to us your Plant Your Flag player selection. Submit to us your name the game submission. You might have a chance to win some fancy and beautiful prizes uh, from us here at Your Football Fantasy. Otherwise, write us a review on iTunes. Go follow us somewhere. Subscribe somewhere. Send us your questions. This is the first week in a long time that we didn't have a listener question. It was very disappointing. I will say that Gary Haddow asked some questions, but I've already answered them, so we didn't put them in the show notes. Don't let Gary monopolize the entire show, people. Jump in here. Take those rankings to the bank, folks. You can count on those to win your league. Uh, real quick announcement. Just because we should make it. Once the season starts, we're going to be going to two shows a week, folks. We're going to have a Tuesday show, and we're going to have a Saturday show. Very fucking exciting, and it's only a couple of weeks away. I don't think Wiz has decided if he's going to be on both of them yet. But, uh... But that's going to happen. we got other announcements coming. Our new rankings will be posted on the internet for you to find if you're interested in finding them. Otherwise, uh, look, my wife's out getting drunk with her girls tonight. Her goal was to see if she can get some dick. Is that weird? Like strange dick? Yeah. No. All right. I'm going to go get some dick myself, so you should fuck off and have a great time doing it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.